Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, December 19th, 2019. This will probably be our last news and views of 2019. Um, I'm taking a little Christmas vacation, and of course, next Thursday is the day after Christmas. And pardon me, I will probably be digging out or just resting and relaxing. So in all likelihood, this will be the last news and views of 2019. Don't forget we have a vid chat tomorrow. This is the early vid chat. It will be at 2 uh, p.m. U.S. Central Time. Um, I'll be in the chat room as always early. Uh, this will also be our last vid chat of 2019. I'm planning to take a kind of a little Christmas vacation from Christmas to New Year's, and uh, Merry Christmas to everybody uh, in the chat room right now that's showing up. Anyway, uh, I want to end the year on some really weird news that just appeared on RT's website, and uh, this one really has me <clears throat> in high-octane speculation mode because... Uh, if you consider the story by itself, it's not all that significant. But when you consider it in context with some other things, uh, then it is a bit unusual. So here we go. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, this article appeared uh, just a couple of days ago, as a matter of fact, on RT. Uh, the dateline is December 17th. And the article is titled, and listen carefully to this, and I'm going to read about uh, five paragraphs from this article and then give you the background context in my mind that's necessary to read this article. The article's titled, Russia to Track Earth-Threatening Asteroids from Robot-Inhabited Nuclear-Powered Polar Moon Base. That's the title of the article. Now, right up front, we're all used to Russia making really big claims, and then we never hear about it. But this one, I suspect, has some teeth to it because I tell you what, YouTube needs to quit messing with their platform because the more they mess with it, the more unstable it seems to get. Anyway, so let's dive into this article. The moon's southern pole will be a good spot for an observatory that, together with space-based telescopes, help find dangerous asteroids. Russia plans to build one as part of an ambitious lunar-based project. Now, please note the southern pole. That's very significant. Conquering the moon is on the Russian Space Agency's to-do list for the not-so-distant future. Roscosmos, and that's the name of their space agency, is currently working on a comprehensive plan that the Russian government wants to see before allocating any money for it. Part of a permanent Russian base envisioned on the moon will be given to an observatory that will serve as part of, quote, a global system for tracking asteroid and comet threats, unquote, a senior Roscosmos official said in a recent interview. The location selected for the base is the southern pole of the moon. It has favorable relief and conditions, enough light for solar panels, constantly shadowed craters with ice reserves for fuel and raw material, 
Alexander Bloshenko explained, okay? So Global Asteroid Defense System, Southern Pole of the Moon. And skipping a couple paragraphs here. More importantly, the base will be a safe place to test technologies for further space expansion like small-scale nuclear reactors that Russia is currently developing at a fast pace or robotics. In fact, robots are supposed to be the permanent crew of the outpost while meat and bones folk are to come and go to do the tasks that robots are incapable of doing. Russia recently flew a remotely controlled robot to the International Space Station. Loshenko says Skybot F-850, known also as FEDOR, standing for the Final Experimental Demonstration Object Research, is obviously an early attempt and not a preview for how the inhabitants of the future base will look like. When those walk on the moon, it won't be on feet. And there you have it. Russia wants to build an asteroid observation base at the southern pole of the moon, manned with robots and powered by small nuclear reactors. Now, on its own, this story, again, would seem like more posturing, more huff and puff. We've, we've been hearing everybody wanting to go to the moon and build bases, China, the United States, and Russia. But Russia is telling us something, I think. I want you to go back a few years ago to the NASA space lunar space probe that was called L-Cross, the word cross, and then the letter L in front of it. This was a probe that, if you recall, NASA hyped up a great deal that it was going to send an impactor, a kinetic impactor, into the southern pole of the moon to kick up a lot of dust and so on, and then measure the results with spectroscopy and determine what minerals, including water, may have lurked on the southern pole of the moon. Now, the L-cross thing itself is kind of interesting because if you take four-letter L's and cross them in a certain way, what do you end up with? You end up with a swastika, all right? So there was some speculation at the time that this was actually in the guise of a science project, that this was actually a, uh, <clears throat> an attack, if you will, on whatever was at the South Pole of the Moon. Now, I don't subscribe to that theory, but I'm open to the possibility, okay, because of all the strangeness <clears throat> that surrounded the L-Cross mission. Everybody on Earth was told by NASA, on such and such a date, watch the moon because you'll be able to see the impact. Well, when the impact actually came, you couldn't see it. In fact, it was a big fizzle. And the fizzle itself tells an interesting story. Because had the impact occurred on the solid sur a solid surface on the moon, you would have been able to see it with the naked eye. But because you couldn't see it, that led certain people, namely Richard Hoagland, to speculate that the impact had actually penetrated into a hollow space beneath it and that most of the visible light of the impact was in fact buried under some sort of surface structure. 
And that's a very interesting take. Uh, he, he even wrote a paper on his website at the time about this. So there was something going on, something weird concerning the southern pole of the moon. And more recently, remember that India sent its most recent probe to the south pole of the moon. And unfortunately, that probe apparently crashed. And there's some funny business going around around that because I have uh, website people, <clears throat> pardon me, and members in India who are disputing NASA's version of claiming to have found the impact site. And they sent me pictures of what NASA is calling the impact site. And quite frankly, I can't see any impact of anything there. So something's going on with India's lunar probe. But now let's roll the tape back again a few years to two very weird incidents. The first incident was the case of the Russian and American satellites. This was a few years ago. I don't know if any of you will remember this. A Russian and American satellite in orbit around planet Earth collided. And the story appeared on, you know, as a drop-in or a mention in the news media, short little articles in newspapers. There were a few television mentions of this, but nobody stopped to think what really that story meant. Neither Russia, nor the United States, nor Europe, nor India, or China, or Japan, or anybody else putting satellites up in orbit deliberately parks them in orbits where they're going to collide with other satellites. That Russian and American satellite had, in fact, been in orbit for some time. The fact that they collided means that either one country or another or somebody else may have pushed them together. In other words, caused the collision. So that's a weird little story. Just tuck it in the back of your mind. The final thing was the Chelyabinsk meteor incident a few years ago. You remember the meteor that came streaking in over the Russian city of Chelyabinsk, a city of about a million people, where incidentally a lot of Russia's nuclear research is conducted. And in Russian, in Russian law, automobiles have to have video cameras for auto insurance purposes. So everybody, you know, as they're going to work, they're videotaping this uh, bolide meteor that eventually explodes, all right? Now, what's interesting about that meteor is shortly after that happened, there were videos of what appeared to be something chasing the meteor and perhaps even causing it to explode. But this is the part of the story that few people remember. And that's Dmitry Medvedev, the Russian prime minister, kind of number two man to Vladimir Putin. Mr. Medvedev went on television about a month before the Chelyabinsk incident on Russian TV. And in that talk, what he did was he called for a global asteroid defense system and then went on to comment that if Russia could not get other nations to participate in such a system, it would have to build one out by itself. And then when he was asked, well, how are you going to defend against an asteroid? Mr. Medvedev responded by saying, well, we can use our nuclear missiles 
either to destroy them or to push them away on a different trajectory away from the earth. And then he added something else very significant. He then added, and we have other means of destroying them, but he never specified what those other means were. And then a month later, right on cue, we had the Chelyabinsk meteor. And now we have the Russians talking about building an asteroid observatory for asteroid detection at the southern pole of the moon. So number one, folks, something has everybody mightily interested in the southern pole of the moon. And part of the story, the part of the story that they're talking about is it's rich in minerals, including frozen water in the bottom of craters. But I suspect there may be something more lurking behind this story. The fact that they want to build an asteroid observatory as part of, and this is, again, from the uh, RT article, as part of a global defense system, I strongly suspect that this is a legitimate story, but that there are also other objectives here. And the objective is the weaponization of space. And they're going to do it under the cover of asteroid defenses. And for those of you who know the affidavit of Dr. Carol Rosen and what she claims Werner von Braun told her about the order of enemies that they're going to promote for the weaponization of space is first what? Communists, then terrorists, then nations of concern, then asteroids, and then finally extraterrestrials. So we're in the asteroid stage of the affidavit. Now, what's interesting here is if they're going to build an observatory like this, this, I suspect, is the cover story for a weaponized base. And the reason why is that in addition to defending against asteroids, the moon would be a perfect place to, so to speak, launch them or to literally throw rocks at the surface of this planet. Why? because the planet Earth is at the bottom of that gravity well hill and the moon is at the top. If any of you are familiar with the uh, science fiction novel, <clears throat> pardon me, by Robert Heinlein that's called The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, this is precisely what the story is about, the, the building out of a base that is ostensibly an observatory, but later turns into a base that's capable of uh, offensive and defensive action. So in other words, my suspicion here is that we're witnessing the first stages of a story and an explanation that is going to use the moon as the excuse for asteroid defense. And it would be perfectly positioned to do that. Don't get me wrong. But if it's going to be perfectly positioned for an observatory for asteroid defense, it's also the perfect place to base weapons to defend against asteroids. And those weapons can, in turn, be turned on the planet Earth. So there's a lot to this story. I think it has some teeth, given what we've seen with the Chelyabinsk meteor, given uh, Prime Minister Dmitry uh, Medvedev's statements a month prior to the Chelyabinsk meteor incident, given the satellite collisions up there of Russian and American satellites, they're worried about something. 
they're worried about something. And I suspect we've just been given another clue to the puzzle if, and please mark my words here, if we view this article in the context that I just uh, laid out for you. On its own, it's not all that significant. But when you view it from the standpoint of NASA's L-Cross mission, the Indians uh, losing their satellite at the Southern Pole, the Chelyabinsk meteor, uh, Prime Minister Medvedev's comments to Russian television uh, a month prior to the Chelyabinsk incident, the satellite collisions. There's a lot going on up there, and we're watching something being done in response. And I would also add that the recent moves of President Trump in, in America and President Macron in France to create in their own national space forces uh, is another indicator that something is afoot. So this is one to watch uh, very, very carefully. Anyway, um, international moon base just like Antarctica. Yeah, something like that in the chat room. Somebody, somebody mentioned that, and that's a possibility as well. Anyway, that's it for today's news and views from the Nefarium. Like I said, this will probably be the last news and views uh, of the year 2019. Our last vid chat of 2019 is tomorrow at 2 p.m. U.S. Central Time. Uh, I'll be in the chat room, uh, as always, a bit early uh, for some pre-chat. But, you know, email your questions uh, now, and then I'll be taking kind of a brief vacation for the holiday period from Christmas to New Year's. So after tomorrow, there won't be any blogs on the website. I'll read, I'll be uh, picking up the blogging after the new year. Anyway, I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. All the best to you and yours. And we'll see you again in 2020. Bye-bye, everybody.